Welcome to See It or Shove It. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm here again this week to give you my thoughts on the selection of new movies playing in theaters and streaming on your TV. Also this week, I continue my focus on the Emmy nominees in the segment Binge It or Singe It. I'll give you an update of my yearly movie-watching goal in a few weeks, but I did pass my 100th film in theaters this past weekend, so I'm getting closer to my target. For our featured movies this week, horror film The Invitation tries to scare up thrills, Idris Elba grants Tilda Swinton three wishes in 3,000 Years of Longing, Sylvester Stallone battles evil forces in Samaritan, while John Boyega battles a maddening government system in Breaking, and the story of the Antetokounmpo basketball players is told in Rise. I'll also continue our focus on Emmy nominees with a look at Squid Game in Binge It or Singe It. It's a jam-packed week, so let's get started. Following her mother's death, a woman decides to take a DNA test to find out her family history and discovers the deep, dark secrets that have been hidden from her. This is the invitation. There she is. Where are the bride and groom? As you all know, there has been someone missing from this table. But that once broken bond will be renewed tonight. The evening. My new bride. I want to go home. But this is your home. Natalie Emanuel plays Evelyn Jackson, known to her friends as Evie. Evie is an artist who is working as a caterer until she gets her big break in the art world. Having grown up not knowing much about her family, her best friend Grace gifts her a DNA test to learn more about her family history. After the results come back, she receives a message from a man in England claiming to be her cousin Oliver, who happens to be in New York and would like to meet her. Upon meeting, Oliver tells her the entire family wants to meet her as well, and he invites her to attend a large wedding where everyone will be present. She arrives at a sprawling country estate where she meets Walter DeVille, the lord of the manor, as well as all the members of the Alexander family. As days go by, Evie begins to notice strange things happening all around her, including seeing ghosts, hearing strange noises, and strange behaviors from the service staff. She begins a romance with Walter, and the two begin bonding until she finds out she has been brought to England to marry him. Evie tries to escape and is taken captive. Can Evie overcome the villainous forces and escape back to New York? I give this film a... Shove it. When I saw the trailer for this a few months back, two things came to mind. First, it reminded me of the infinitely better 2019 thriller, Ready or Not. And second, I feared the trailer revealed the entire plot of the film from beginning to end. I was right about one of these things. It was not as clever as Ready or Not, and the trailer did give every single plot point away. This is another one that had the potential to be a scary thrill ride, but failed to live up to that promise. There were stretches of the film that were just boring and uneventful and other moments where the suspense could have been carried out in more depth. Save yourself two hours and a couple of bucks and just watch the trailer. Next, a lonely scholar purchases an antique bottle that contains a djinn who is all ready to grant her three wishes. This is 3,000 Years of Longing. I like 
it. Whatever it is, I'm sure it has an interesting story. So, what would you wish for? What is your heart's desire? I do have a question. What does one do with three wishes? You'll see. Oscar winner, the great Tilda Swinton, stars as Alethea, the aforementioned lonely scholar who is prone to hallucinations of demons. While in Turkey, she purchases an unusual bottle. At her hotel, she opens the bottle and discovers a gin inside. Played by Idris Elba, this genie-like being offers to grant Alethea three wishes of her heart's desire. Alethea is suspicious of his intentions and accuses him of trying to trick her. To assure her that his intentions are in fact real, he tells her three stories of his past and how he ended up trapped in the bottle. I give this film a... Mild see it. The glue that holds this film together is the performances of Swinton and Elba. Both actors are magnetic in their roles, as they usually are, and they keep the film moving forward. However, of the three tales Elba's character tells, some are more interesting than others, and this often drags the film into slow and tedious territory. The special effects are not as impressive as I'd have expected coming from the director of the visually impressive Mad Max Fury Road, but if you like the two leads, that may be enough to draw you in. Next, Sylvester Stallone returns to his action roots as a superhero in hiding. This is Samaritan. I found him. Samaritan. Samaritan died 25 years ago. That's what they say. You think you live across from a superhero? Do you have a therapist, kid? Kid. Samaritan's dead. I pick up garbage for a living, pal. Samaritan cleaned up the streets. (laughs) You mind your business, I'll mind mine. Back in the day, twin brother superhero Samaritan and Nemesis lived in Granite City and possessed superhuman strength. The two hated each other and would often battle. One battle happened at the city's power plant, and when that fight resulted in a huge fire, both were presumed to have died in the blaze, even though many rumors have persisted that Samaritan was still alive. One of those believers is 13-year-old Sam Cleary, played by Javon Walton. This is a kid who is desperate to help his mom with their dire finances, so he accepts a job from a gang. When those plans don't work out, the gang attacks Sam as payback, but are stopped by a garbage collector named Joe Smith, played by Stallone. Joe seemingly possesses super strength, which causes Sam to suspect that he is Samaritan. Meanwhile, the gang leader Cyrus finds Nemesis's hammer and uses its power to create chaos. It is then revealed that Samaritan is still alive and he is called upon to help protect Sam from impending death. I give this film a... Very mild see it. The first half of this film was decent enough to make me recommend it as a way to pass the time. The action and suspense were pretty good. The second half just kind of fell apart for me, but not enough to think that I wasted 
my time. And Stallone's performance was, well, typical for him. Take that for what it's worth. He's not going to need to clear any space on his mantle for an Oscar for this picture, but it was serviceable. If you're looking for something to watch and you're in the mood for an action movie, this may be worth your time. Our next featured film this week is about a man desperate to bring attention to the injustice and financial ruin he faces due to an unsympathetic Veterans Affairs office. This is Breaking. Got the FBI, the GBI, everybody here. I'm sorry. Okay. This is Sergeant Bernard. Is everyone all right in there? As long as everybody stays calm, nobody gets hurt. I have a bomb, and I'm going to kill myself and everybody in here. My commands are not there. Starring Star Wars alum John Boyega, the film tells the true story of Brian Brown Easley, a former homeless Marine with PTSD who decides one day to take a Wells Fargo bank hostage after he feels he has nowhere to go when the VA has withheld $892 from his disability check. Although he claims to have a bomb in his backpack, Easley has no intention of hurting the bank employees, instead just wanting to draw attention to his situation by getting the media involved. In fact, he tries to be as polite as possible to the employees, and he has them escort all the other people out of the bank before they call the police. And considering the situation and their understandable fear, he still treats them as politely as possible. When the SWAT team arrives, Easley is contacted by hostage negotiator Eli, played by the late great Michael K. Williams, who is also a former Marine, and offers him a sympathetic ear. He also makes contact with a reporter, played by one of my favorites, Connie Britton, who speaks with him from her desk while news cameras are rolling. I give this film a... See it. Boyega is amazing in this role, playing a man who is well aware of what his fate likely will be at the end of the day, but also willing to make that sacrifice in order to get his story told. He has a wonderful balance of intensity, humor, and grace in his performance, and should be part of the conversation come Oscar time had this film had a bigger profile and not have been released so early in the year. All of the supporting actors do an incredible job at conveying the urgency of the situation, and the script is tight and well-written. If you're looking for an intense true story, this is a good one to check out. Our final featured film this week shows the true story of the Antetokounmpo basketball brothers who went from a life of struggle to a life of athletic superstardom. This is Rise. Papa always talks about opportunity. What if this is it? It's okay. Go again. We fall to get back up. If we're good, we can help mom and dad. But one person in the family scores... The whole family scores. <laughs> the film opens in 1990 when Charles and Vera Antetokounmpo are forced to leave their eldest son, Francis, in Nigeria while they head to Greece in hopes for a bright future. Failing to get visas due to political unrest, they are forced into hiding. Flash forward to 2004 and four sons later, The family struggles day after day to get the documentation they need in order to make a better life for their kids. Meanwhile, sons Tanassis and 
Giannis begin playing the sport of basketball and develop serious skills over three years, enough for Tenassus to be recruited by a college team, only to be denied when the school finds out about their immigration status. The rest of the film tells the struggle of the family faces until they finally receive a break that leads to success. I give this film a... See it! Even though you know how the film is going to end, especially if you follow basketball, the way this film is told is riveting, heartwarming, and emotional. It's a wonderful story of perseverance and grit that can be inspirational to anyone who watches. And it's also a great discussion piece for parents to watch with their children. That's it for this week's featured films. To recap, The Invitation is in theaters now and is a shove it. 3,000 Years of Longing is in theaters now and is a see it. Samaritan is streaming on Amazon Prime Video now and is a very mild see it. I really struggled with that one. Breaking is in theaters now and is an enthusiastic see it. And Rise is now streaming on Disney Plus and Hulu and is my pick of the week and a see it. Additionally, it's time for my lightning round reviews of some other movies in my segment called Quick Picks. The Netflix romantic drama Purple Hearts is an enjoyable, if not predictable, story that's a nice watch and is a see it. Again, this is on Netflix. The social media revenge pick Jane is entertaining enough and in select theaters and is a see it. The buddy drama On the Count of Three is streaming on Hulu and is a see it. And the Winona Ryder mystery Gone in the Night is available for rent on rental platforms and is a shove it. Now, let's move on to this week's Binge It or Singe It. A few weeks ago, the Television Academy released their list of nominees for this year's Primetime Emmy Ceremony. So from now on until the ceremony on September 12th, I will focus on some of the biggest nominees, culminating with my predictions of who will win. I've already focused on Only Murders in the Building, Succession, Ted Lasso, and The White Lotus, if you want to go back and listen to those. Now, this week, the focus is on another heavily nominated series, Netflix's South Korean drama sensation Squid Game, which earned 14 nominations this year. We can begin now. Everyone here will participate in six different games over six days. Every person standing here in this room is living on the brink of financial ruin. You all have debts that you can't pay off. Those who win all six games... ...will receive a handsome cash prize. The man just died! You shouldn't be killing each other like this! This intense series focuses on divorced father Song Ji Hong, played by Emmy nominee Lee Jong Jae, a man who owes an enormous amount of money to loan sharks for his gambling debt. He lives at home with his elderly mother and is in a terrible financial situation when he is invited to play a series of children's games for a chance to win a huge cash prize. He accepts the offer and is taken to an undisclosed location where he joins 455 other players who are also in severe debt. Wearing standard 
green tracksuits, the players are watched by guards wearing pink tracksuits, as well as by a supervisor known as the frontman. It is discovered that the players will all compete against each other, and those who fail each of the challenges will instantly be put to death, which in turn increases the jackpot. The series finds players creating alliances to outsmart the others in order to win the competition. But with so much at stake, can they trust each other? Or will they end up dying from a betrayal? This show is incredibly tense and horrific in the way that it shows what lengths desperation will push people to. The characters are all gripping and the performances are so good. One note, it is incredibly violent and graphic, which was shocking to me since several of my elementary school children recommended I watch it. It's incredible that they're allowed to watch a series like this, but who am I to tell someone how to parent? Although some of the parents in my state have no problem telling me how to teach, but I digress. Anyway, it is an incredible addictive series that can be watched either with subtitles or dubbed in English. I found the dub to be distracting at first, but... I got used to it after a few episodes. When this show was released on Netflix earlier this year, it instantly became a global sensation and it's easy to see why. You don't want to stop watching once you start and the tension keeps you going all the way through to the end. It's definitely worth a watch. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I'm very grateful. Support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies I reviewed this month. In fact, a lot of theaters this weekend on Saturday is National Cinema Day, and they're offering $3 tickets for all movies, all formats, all showings. So that might be a good time to go out and check something out. And while you're at it, share my podcast with your movie and TV-loving friends and family in person and on social media. As always, I appreciate all of your support. Come back next week for another helping of reviews of the latest films in theaters and on streaming services, and I will give my predictions of who is going to win the Emmy this year. Follow me on Instagram at BrewstersDad73 and rate me wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you next time. This episode of See It or Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved.